You are listening to a Big MX Radio podcast, brought to you by Fly Racing, presented by W Wheels, X-Brand Goggles, Tech One Designs, Shades of Grey Custom Helmet Painting, Transcanda Motorsports, Rhino Power Sports Supplements, Westside Honda, Roy Borton Suspension Systems, Watts Perfections, and Golden Tire. Motocross and Supercross news from around the globe. We're not experts, but we've got a microphone. Check us out on the web at www.bigmxradio.com. And now, here's your host, Brad Gebhardt. Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast Show. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt, and this podcast is brought to you by Fly Racing, W Wheels, and X-Brand Goggles. With me on the line, none other than the Starling himself, number 77 in your program, number one in your heart, sponsored by none other than Big MX Radio. We got Justin Starling, who is in the back of his camper right now while his girlfriend's at the helm. She's driving across the number 10 interstate to uh, Dallas, Texas for the Supercross first round of Monster Energy Supercross East Coast 250 round. Uh, Justin, how's it going, brother? going good ready to get there i'm getting excited how long's the drive from where you're uh where you train at to um to dallas uh it's, it's about 16 hours or so i mean it's not it's not too bad we kind of break it up into two days but we had to leave super late last night so it's been uh been dragged out a little bit more than, than we expected no kidding. A little bit of a late get going, but uh, making your way uh, towards, it's a 12-hour drive. That's quite far, uh, full, basically a half-day's drive, and um, going well so for you. For you. You've you've logged most of the hours in the captain's chair, but uh, you've handed it over to your girlfriend. Uh, same one you had last year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> that part hasn't changed at all. Uh, everything else has changed. What are some but, changes uh, that you've had to your program? Uh, really, we've kind of... It, it kind of seems like everything besides my helmet and goggles have changed, which is cool. We, uh, you know, last year Supercross went okay. Um, we were very last minute going into it. I never even rode my bike until we got there. And I hadn't even rode the new Honda until the race. So, you know, we were super last minute. Last year Supercross went pretty good. And then outdoors just kind of seemed like it was a disaster with motors blowing up and, and all these little dumb accidents with the motor. So it was, uh, kind of heartbreaking a little bit and um yeah we just kind of decided let's just change everything and i rode the yamaha and right away i knew that that was the way we needed to go uh, so yeah we made the switch over to yamahas and uh yeah i switched my gear i switched my knee braces i switched my boots um we well actually we we're in the, still the same rig as last year um but yeah we have this thing full time now and uh yeah, title sponsors and, and everything just, you know, it, it went from being like a privateer out of a rig to, we're technically still a privateer out of a rig, but we're, we're an actual team this year. We're not, uh, when you look on the list, it doesn't look like I'm just some kid signing up. We're, we're an actual team, and um, that's how Supercross and Bell Seasons is as a team Dream Ride Florida, you know, Riva Motorsports, Big MX Radio, so it's uh, pretty cool. 
Absolutely, and glad to be a part of it, my friend. Um, I know that this year is is big for you. You want to see some improvements, and uh, I, I know that that uh, national number years is going to drop even further than it did from last year. Last year, you were uh, Wayne Gretzky. Now you're uh, a couple other hockey players that you don't uh, aren't too familiar with. But nevertheless, um, on a scale of one to ten, how excited are you to uh, on your looming date with Dallas? Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Um, I, I would lie if I didn't say I was nervous. Uh, I'm probably more nervous this year than I was last year just for the fact of what I was able to put together for the team. And, and um, you know, it's a lot of pressure, a lot more added pressure on you. But uh, it's 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 not bad. Like, I'm excited. I'm ready to go race. Um, I mean, I don't have any expectations with where I should be. Um I'm in way better shape than last year. Uh, I've been on the bike now for about a little over a month. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're way ahead of the game. We're still behind the, the game. You know, I've only rode my race bike for, you know, I don't know, maybe 45 minutes. So that kind of sucks, but it's the same bike as my bike. Like, they're identical. So it's not a whole lot different. The frame and everything's a little bit stiffer, but it's... Uh, you know, if we don't like it, we have options when we get to the race to swap parts out and stuff like that to something I've been riding. So it's uh, it's good. I'm just ready to go, uh, you know, have fun, really, and then uh, ride like I know how and, you know, see where we end up because, you know, the, the first round's important, but it's really just getting through it and getting valuable points and then uh, going on to Atlanta. Excellent. So uh, sounds like things are definitely in better positions than they were a uh, year previous. Um, in comparison to last year, how much better are you prepared? Do you feel like you're, you're really coming in knowing that uh, you're, you're, you're ready to mean business right out of the gate? Yeah, last year, uh, you know, I could do 15, you know, wide open, but it was at the end of the 15, I was, I was struggling a bit and, uh, this year, I feel like when we're practicing and everything like that, I can run no problem, and I can even you know drop the hammer at the end and go faster. So, but also when you go racing, everything's different. Um, the heart rate's different, everything like that. So, you know, it's one of those things that I don't really know until the gate until you know about ten o'clock on you know Saturday night, where I'll, where I'll know where I'm at and everything. So, it's. Uh, I feel good. The bike's good. Um, you know, it's just, uh, yeah, I, I, I feel good. I mean, that's all I can really say. I, I'm, I'm excited to go race. It's, uh, I'm nervous, excited, and I have all those butterflies. I have everything, of, you know, like a first kid race. So I'm, uh, I'm just ready to get it, get it going. I'm almost just kind of like eager to start. I'm like, let's just get it going. You know, I'm ready. For sure. Um, Two trips to Germany over the off season, and uh, wouldn't necessarily call them successful for you, but those are behind you. Those are in the rearview mirror. What did you learn from them to get you to move forward so that you can be successful in 2015? Um, well, the first round I was sick, so that was kind of like just a buzz. Um, the second round, um, the first night I hit tough blocks in the heat race and the LTQ, so I kind of realized. Uh, make sure to stay away from tough blocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the last two nights, you know, it, you know, I had really good runs until the, the last final with like two laps to go. I landed on another tough block and went back four spots. So, so you know, I, it's one of those things. If I can stay away from tough blocks, I feel like I'm gonna be all right. 
I think uh, that you ran into that same problem last year. Did you not coming down the peristyle and yeah, Detroit. Detroit, Detroit got me going down. I hit a tough block there. Uh, I don't remember where it was. It was uh, Toronto. Heat race start. Ball coach crash. I got going. Hit another tough block and fell. So it's uh, yeah, tough blocks don't seem to be my friend. You'll probably see me riding more to the middle of the track this year. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I learned. Um, Really, it's all about being aggressive, you know. Uh, I've never really been that aggressive, and, and in Germany, you have to basically move people out of your way. Like, there's a photo of me, basically, like a sequence shot of me cleaning out a French guy, and, you know, I don't like to ride like that, but it's to the point now where I don't really care anymore. If I have to, I will. Um, if I can pass you clean, I will, but if I'm going to be stuck behind you for another corner, or I can make the pass right now, I'm going to make the pass right now. So, um, yeah, I, I just learned you got to be aggressive. And, uh, you know, if I get a bad start, you're probably going to see me get black flag trying to pass my way forward. <laughs> <laughs> Getting aggressive 2015. Now, um, you've got the number 77 this year um, for the Nationals and Supercross. That's your national number. Um, what needs to happen in both Supercross and Motocross this summer for you to be into the 50 digits? Uh, you were 99 last year, 77. I'd love to see you drop in around the 55 range. Um, you know, when it comes to a number, the way I look at it, it's just a number. Um, it really, I'm just going race by race, and I'm not putting any, you know, I want to be top this, I want to be top that. I would like to start out better than I did last year. Like, my best finish was a 12th. I'd like to start out better than that 12th. Um, but really, my my only thing is get a good start in the heat, qualify goods where I can start on the inside of the main, and then get a good start in the main and just ride 15 solid laps. If, if I can do that, then I'll be fine. You know, it's uh, no expectations on myself. My, my JGR motor is... Uh, in my life so getting a start should be no problem if I don't get a start it, it was mine because it's definitely nothing to do with my motor you know so uh, it, we're way ahead of the game this year everything feels good I'm excited you know my dad's excited he's my mechanic so that's kind of cool to kind of bring it back to uh, the roots of amateurs and everything and you know no one knows me better than him and we work together really well as well so it's uh, you know it's get a lower number it's just going to be putting in 15 solid or 15 solid laps you know in nine races and they, or i think it's eight because i don't think they're counting vegas for a point so yeah vegas eight races. just a shootout yeah so eight eight solid you know races and then vegas is really just you know doesn't really matter at all but you know uh yeah then, then the outdoors is you know it's just another thing of putting in two thirty you know 30-minute motos, like solid motos. So it's uh, it's if you can be consistent and fast, that's kind of the only thing that is going to get you up there. Otherwise, you're you're just another guy out out on the track. Absolutely, no, Hunter couldn't agree more. Um, so as far as uh, like fan fans that are outside of the sport looking in, uh, what are some of the most common misconceptions when a fan uh, approaches a, uh, a professional motocross racer, especially a privateer? Uh, man, I, I don't think they understand what we go through. Uh, 
to try to compete with the factory guys. A lot of, you know, you see people on Instagram as well commenting like, oh, you should be, you know, with that guy. Why aren't you beating that guy? I don't think they understand how much. When those guys, all they do, all they have to do is go home, ride, show up at the track the next day, ride, show up at the track the next day, ride. And, we, you know, all they're doing is just driving there, driving back, and then sitting on the couch or working out or training, whatever they're doing. And we're doing everything when it comes to bike work and, and training and yeah. and then we're driving ourselves to the races, you know. So I don't think a lot of people, you know, that watch on TV understand what a privateer really is and, and how exhausting it really is, you know. So we're we're driving out to, to Dallas right now and dude, we're all tired, you know, and, and we don't have much time to rest before the race. And then as soon as the race is over, we got another 16 hours back and then we have that whole week I'm going to be probably tired and then I got to race again. So it's, uh, it's a lot different for us. So when, you know, whenever, you know, we can beat a factory guy, it's, it's pretty rewarding just because you know that we want it more than them because I understand what you have to do or go through. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot different. And I don't think a lot of people understand that, you know, especially the ones that aren't involved with the sport at all, or, you know, just maybe a little bit, you know, or keyboard warriors or something. So, mm-hmm they don't understand what we're really going through, you know, where it's probably eight something right now, eight, almost nine o'clock and we still have four more hours to go. No doubt. Yeah. Those guys are, are all they really have to worry about is making sure they're eating the proper things uh, of which are all listed out for them by either their trainer or their team that yeah. uh, like has a dietitian for them. And they, they have their blood work done and they they go on bike rides together and they make sure they're 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 napping in the middle of the day to make sure that they're they're getting the proper amount of uh just to sleep and they're they're hopping a flight to land where they don't have to unload their bike they roll up their gear bag is is pretty like that's i don't know it's like i don't even know if they even have to worry about their gear at all like they show up yeah, with a backpack and some things that are personal to them that they need to have and, and that's what that's it they 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 show up and they do their thing that's all they have to worry about and and like i think that when you when you guys when all of you that's all you have to worry about you're all capable of incredible things and uh, the fact that you yourself are able to compete in that level whatsoever like maybe not beat all of those dudes but uh beat some of them or or be on their level uh is is uh is an astonishing thing and um um before before the gate even drops i think you should be holding your head high knowing that you've uh, set yourself up well to uh to do well in this series yeah it's cool you know it's uh we do probably triple the amount of work of what they do and um I mean, it's to the point where some days I literally can't do any training because I don't get in from the garage getting my bike ready from riding after driving two hours, you know, until 11, 12 o'clock. So it's, uh, you know, they have it a lot easier than we do, but, you know, they must have done something, you know, before we did, you know, to get there, you know, so you can't take it away from them, but. No, for sure not. You know, but at the same time, uh, it would be nice to have that support. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, totally. And at the same time, like if if you had all that support, imagine what you'd be able to accomplish, right? So, uh, oh, wow. um, absolutely. So, on that note, uh, would you be so kind as to throw it to commercial for us? I'm Justin Starling, number seventy-seven on the team Dream Ride Photo Reaper Motorsports Big MX Radio Bike, and uh, this is the Big MX Radio. We're going to commercial. All right, guys. guys. It's time for a commercial. commercial. 
If there's one item to be picky about, it's choosing the right helmet. I'm Andrew Short, and I choose the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. You too can wear the exact same helmet I wear, Trey Kennard wears, Jimmy Albertson wears, and many others. The F2 Carbon is a helmet loaded with details that make a huge difference in comfort and safety. Lightweight materials, phenomenal airflow, and a super comfortable sweat-absorbing liner and generous eye port design to accommodate any goggle choice are just a few. And did I mention how super trick these helmets look? Straight off the shelf and onto the racetrack. If you are looking for one amazing helmet, look no further than the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. For more information about Fly Helmets and other products from Fly Racing, visit them on the web at flyracing.com. Make your way down to Westside Honda Polaris and check out the brand new Honda Grom. Honda's revolutionary 125cc fuel-injected mini-moto ultimate weapon. A must-see for all motocross enthusiasts. From the Grom to the usual suspects like the CBR600RR, CRF450R, Westside Honda Polaris of Selkirk, Manitoba has you covered. Check them out on the web at westsidehonda.ca. Call toll-free at one 482 7782 Boom! West side. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran. Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. So, what do you think of Rich Taylor? Lighter than air and stronger than steel. So what that means is it can move much faster. 2014 X-Brand Goggles is back and better than ever. From the Scatter X, Volcano, and Phantom Goggle, X-Brand has the product to make you stand out on race day. The quality of X-Brand products is second to none. Great lenses, incredible frame, and a strap that doesn't wear out. Great tear-offs, zip-off systems, nose guard, and more. Check out eksbrand.com for all of the accessories and pricing. What's up guys? It's time to talk a little bit about Roy Borden Race. He's the performance specialist. Suspension, making a motor work, balancing a bike, or just maintenance. He's got the tools and know-how to make sure that your bike is ready on race day or practice. Roy Borden has strength in years of experience and the best technology and best tools at his disposal. Whether you're getting your forks redone, seals, or a full, full-blown rebuild on your forks or, or shock. Call up Roy Borton today at 204-633-2722. And we're back. Justin Starling on the line. Please listen to those uh, commercials. There's some great deals in there, some some 
benefits for the uh, for the listeners to to go out there and save some money on those awesome products, and we we appreciate those sponsors. We're on the line with none other than the Starling himself, Justin Starling, number seventy seven. Uh, Justin, um, looking at your Instagram, which you're uh, only a hundred followers shy of. Uh, of 10,000 followers, which is un- incredible. So uh, for those who don't already follow Justin Starling, get over there, Justin Star- at Justin Starling uh, on Instagram. And I believe it's the same thing for Twitter, correct? Uh, Twitter is uh, at jstarling77. Uh, jstarling77 on, on, on Twitter. You're active on both. And uh, first thing I want to bring up is the quads. <laughs> Yeah. We, Explain uh, to me jumping that section. If you haven't looked at it yet, please bring that up on your Instagram while you're listening to this right now. Uh, at Justin Starling on Instagram, that video of you linking those quads together is incredible. Explain jumping a system like that and how eventually you did remark to me that that was the slowest way of jumping that sequence. Yeah, we, uh, you know, that's at Freeberg's house and it's been there for a while, but I, uh, you always just go triple, then triple onto the table, then skip a top, skip across the top of the, the table, and then just double into the corner. And uh, I've always wanted to go triple and basically go all the way over the table to where it goes into a quad. And and I've never had a bike that was fast enough to do it. And uh, JGR built me a good practice motor, and it uh, you know I went to triple on one time, like one of the first times I did it, and I landed really far, like to the end of it. And I'm like, man. I'm pretty sure I can go all the way over this thing today. And, uh, yeah, it's just like, let's just try it, you know? Like, it's it's not super steep, so I can kind of get away if I'm going to clip it. And, uh, yeah, so I went all the way over it, and I was pretty stoked. And, and I did this table single double into the corner. And, you know, I didn't like that. So I was just, you know, I've always been one of those kids that I'll jump anything that anybody else will. And, uh, yeah, so I just went quad over the table, and I decided to go from the next table over two singles. And, uh yeah, so I turned it into a triple quad quad single into the corner, and uh, it actually ended up being like .04 slower. Uh, not a whole lot slower, but it was uh, it was slower at the end. But uh, it was uh, it was a lot cooler to do it, and it was pretty cool to be the first one to do it as well. That's awesome. So uh, obviously, you'd mentioned that, uh, like, despite the impressive uh, gap that you were able to do, and obviously you've got some extra horsepower under the hood this year to uh, attain those gaps. Uh, explain for the listeners how uh, that isn't the fastest way to actually go through that section. And uh, you actually mentioned that you had three different ways to jump one particular rhythm section. I find that fascinating. Yeah, it. Uh, you know, with doing it the rhythm that way. Um, the, to jump all the way over the first table was faster than jumping onto the table. But when you hit the quad, you were going so high in the air. And then when you landed, it was a single into the corner. So you, you, you couldn't jump off the single because you had to basically turn on a flat corner onto a triple. So it, uh, you know, you, you go really high on the, on the second quad and then you land and, and you have to break so hard and basically just almost roll the single so that you can turn on the flat and jump the big triple and, you know, when you can triple out of the corner and then just triple onto the table and then you're going on to another table, then off, you can carry so much speed across it. You're not going high in the air. You're driving forward because you're, you're touching dirt way more than, than normal. And then you can just double into the corner and land actually even further inside and carry your speed all up and triple. And, uh, yeah, that's fast. I mean, I've always, you know, been told, you know, or I guess taught 
the the more your rear tire is on the ground, the better it is. That's, you know, when it comes to scrubbing, you can go faster because you're, you're getting to the ground quicker, and that's that momentum. You know, so it uh, yeah, that was faster. And then there's a you can either go like kind of inside and go double, and then triple, and then quad like go table to table, which isn't really like quad. It's not that big. Um, and then three into the corner, and, and that's that's decently fast, but it's still not as fast as triple triple onto the table, go to the next table, step off double. That was the the fastest line. And the second fastest one was to go triple, quad, quad. And the third fastest was double, triple, quad, triple. Wow. So it, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of different rhythms in it. But you have to, uh, you know, like when I'm doing a moto, obviously you can run the same line and, and keep the same time basically going. But I always try to switch it up and do a different rhythm throughout my motos. Um, so, like, during one 15-lap moto, I'll do the three different rhythms multiple times. That way, I'm if something happens and I make a mistake or someone's in my way, I can adapt to running something different quicker than, you know, when I'm just doing the same rhythm, I'm like, you know, when I try to run something different, I'm confused and I make a mistake. So, we, uh, yeah, we try to do as many rhythms in one section as possible so that if anything happens, I'm not a lost puppy out there trying to find out how to get through a section. That's right. Like if you're, say if you're on the last lap leading either a heat race or a main event, you bust out that quad, 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 and all of a sudden, like the the whole stadium's on their feet for you, brother. Yeah, yeah. So it's. Uh, <laughs> I don't think there's going to be any quads this weekend, but there's a lot of triples. It looks like so. Uh, and yeah, no, it'll be it'll be good. It's going to be sweet. I'm excited. And a whoop section with a break in the middle. There's going to be basically a, I wouldn't say a wall, but uh, basically same, similar to um, uh, San Diego. Obviously, that was a much, that was just a, the third baseline. This is the full length of the football field whoop section with a break in the middle. How do you, how do you think you're going to be able to uh, uh, tackle something like that? Yeah, it looks like you come out of a corner and a right hand and you go double. And then, like a little double, and then you hit a pretty good set of loops, and then another double, and then another long set of loops. So, uh, really, it's just carrying your speed. That looks like that's going to be a section where you can lose or gain a lot of time. Um, luckily, my suspension on my bike from JGR and Joey Brace and up, it's uh, it's really good, and it seems to work really, really, really good in the loops. So, uh, yeah, the loops should be no problem for me. I uh, I've been working on them a lot lately, so uh, I think they're my strong point this year, which is pretty sweet. Excellent. So last year, career best was a 12th, and I know you need a round or two to kind of see what everyone else is bringing to the table, but uh, today, as you know how you're feeling about your riding, do you feel that you would, you're would you bringing top 10 speed this weekend? Absolutely. You know, uh, I think a top 10 is very realistic. Um, from where I'm sitting and how I'm feeling. Uh, I think if I'm not in the top 10 this weekend, I'll be pretty disappointed. Uh, but yeah, no, I definitely feel like I, I should be there, no problem. Um, it's just a matter of uh, you know, getting a start and uh, you know, being consistent for 15 laps and then uh, trying to be mistake-free because you, know you know some of those guys are going to get into battles and they're going to be hitting each other and they're going to be losing time, so if I can just kind of squeak my way through, if I don't get a good start, you know, then I'll be uh, I'll be good. Right on. 
So uh, right now it's time for the Big MX four questions to complete our uh, our interview. So uh, before we get into those, to make sure that all of our listeners listen to your sponsor read, uh, to list off all those sponsors, I hope you have either a list or plenty of them on the top, the top of your head. Uh, would you like to list off those sponsors that are making it all happen for you this year? Uh, and then we'll break into our uh, Big MX four questions to complete our evening. Yeah, uh, of course, Dreamride Florida. Um, yeah, then we got Reva Motorsports, Big MX Radio, yeah, buddy. Uh, Gary, Gary and Candy Meyer, um, JGR on display, Cycra, Yamaha, uh, Gwen and CD Boot, EVS, uh, Bell Helmet, 100%. Uh, and there's so many of them this year. It's uh, kind of hard to remember, but like, Moto Hose, Engine Ice, Rhino Power, uh, KSR Wheels, Dunlop. Uh, Worst Connection, Streamline Brakes, Enjoy, I think I already said them. Uh, man, there's so many of them. I, I feel bad. I don't have a list right now. I have it in the, my garage, so I can't get to it right now. Uh, but yeah, everyone that's behind me this year, I really appreciate your support. And uh, yeah, be, look, be on the lookout for the setup this weekend. You guys are going to like it. Absolutely. If you're heading down to Dallas, go over and say hi to Justin. Uh, make him know. Make, Make him let 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 him know that you're listening and uh, you're, you're cheering for him. Uh, the 77 out there is gonna be looking fly uh, in the one industry here. Um, but let's get into these uh, last four questions. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, having sex the night before a race? Uh, <laughs> I think it's probably a good way to, to relieve some stress and go to sleep. Um, yeah, it needs to happen, man. Yeah, I think that's a good way if you are a little tense. It's a good way to get your mind off things and relax. Could not agree more. Um, yeah, it's just an absolute, uh, it's the, the best way to go to sleep. Uh, get yourself ready for bed uh, no other way. Um, if Ronnie Mack was to race a Supercross in Oklahoma, where would he finish? Uh... I bet he'd get black flagged. You think he'd get black flagged mainly because of the, the front fender chop or lack of... Uh, he's going to be cleaning people out left and right and they're yeah. going to think he's like Chad Reed. <laughs> think he's like Chad Reed just maliciously taking out uh, Trey Kennard. I, I think, I, I at least think that uh, uh, Ronnie would be friendly to a guy like Trey or maybe... Uh, uh, Jimmy uh, Jimmy Albertson there, but uh, he might be menacing the rest of the pack. You're totally right. I okay. bet Reed would get funded pretty hard. <laughs> oh, I 100%. He'd get a CR250 up the ass right up quick. Um, oh. in, <laughs> instead of suspending James Stewart, should the FIM have made him ride a box stock RM250 two-stroke with supercross suspension as a handicap for violating uh, the uh, anti-doping uh, rules. Yeah, uh, I think the suspension for as long as it was was way too much. Uh, yeah, they took away his points and all his winning, so that should have been it right there. Once they did that, they should have just called it, but, you know, FIM is terrible they suck i don't even know why they're still involved because we don't even race internationally anymore so yeah i don't know i uh that whole deal sucks and i would love nothing more than see james on track right now but i guess it's 
their rules and you got to abide by them. And if you don't, it's what happens. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, breaks my heart every hey, time I see. see. Sorry, go ahead. Did you see now it's four four years suspensions? Yeah, I, I I I just they're they're coming up with it's basically the death penalty for your career is what they're trying to come up yeah. with. Like if stupid. you're they're, there's they're guys who they miss thing. less time and they're never they never even come back. So yeah. no, I think the whole deal's stupid. Um, there should be some type of penalty if you are cheating, but it should be just from that race or maybe you know the the prior races of that year, not not taking you out for the rest of your dirt bike career. Yeah, like I mean, take away points and stupid. take away some money. That's honestly the the worst way you can. Or, yeah, give uh, them a fine, make yeah. them pay twenty grand or something. You know, don't yeah. don't don't take away their life. You know, or their their will. Or, or, I mean, I don't know. I don't like even the Lance Armstrong thing. I know he was cheating. Whatever. Do I agree with what they did to him and took away all of his wins? No. Well, I always look at him as the winner of all this sort of Yeah. When someone just asked me, and he won it, you know that's the way it is. But you know, who knows the way it is? I guess. Totally hear you. Totally agree. Uh, final question of the evening: um, Is there what is the something about your bike, your bike setup that is different from most of your friends and competitors? Like when someone else jumps in your bike, uh, when if you if you ever let do let them. Uh, what do they find that's funky about your bike, like the most consistent thing? Um, I run my subframe extremely low. Uh, so it looks like it feels really fun. small? Yeah, it's the rear end. The, the Yamaha rear end set up pretty pretty high. And oh, so JGR runs their, their uh, subframes at like 605 and stock is like 625, 630. Oh, okay. I run mine at 595. Did you so get your mine, hands on one of those adjustable ones? Yeah, I got all yeah, of them. Yeah, buddy. That, that's fucking trick right there. Yeah, so my rear end is super low. Uh, I run 20 millimeter offset clamps, which brings the front end closer, so it turns way sharper. Yeah, it turns like a Suzuki. Um, and, then, and then I run quarter inch spacers uh, in my bar mount to raise the bars up a little bit. So okay, uh, you're not a very short guy, are you? How tall are you? No, I'm six almost 6'1". Oh, okay. Yeah, so you're about my you're about my height. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I would feel like actually, a very different motorcycle. Yeah, so I run, you know, quarter in spaces in my bar mount and I actually roll my bars back a little bit. So it's uh it's a quite a it's quite a weird setup. I don't think a lot of people could ride it, but when I get on it, I feel like it's the best feeling bike I've ever had in my life. So it's uh yeah, it's, it's different for a lot of people. Like I've, I have a couple buddies that saddle my bikes and they're just like, "You don't know how you ride this thing." That doesn't make any sense, but then I'm like, well, that's why I'm, you know, six or seven seconds a lot faster than you guys. So, no kidding. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a weird stuff, but then again, it's like one of those things. If you sit on James Stewart's bike or even Josh Hansen's bike, you you would probably get off in a second because you could do it. So, everyone has their own preference, and uh, you know, even if you look at Cooper Webb, he cuts five millimeters off each side of his handlebars. That's huge. That's a lot to cut off. No kidding. So, that would feel like a very narrow bike. Yeah. So, you know, if huh. you think about it, he, everyone has their own little thing. You know, it's uh, different for everyone. And, you know, it's just the way it is. No kidding. Wow. That's uh, that's great insight, man. I uh, appreciate you taking some time this evening. Um, I've taken uh, a, the better part of... Um, 
40 minutes uh, from your evening. I hope that you're able to uh, get some sleep while uh, Kirsten continues to drive straight and narrow for the next couple hours before uh, 2 o'clock in the morning rolls around and you set up shop in uh, in, in in Arlington there. Uh, drive yeah. safe. Uh, best of luck this weekend. Thank you so much for coming on the show this this evening to give us some time and some insight. And uh, yeah, we're we're, you, we're the entire Big MX crew is cheering for you. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to the Big MX podcast, brought to you by X Brand Goggles. Be sure to check out our archive for episodes you may have missed. Check out our website at bigmxradio.com for more content.